This is a test of the nationwide emergency protocol. If this were an actual emergency, you'd be directed to go to isthistomorrow.com. Yes, that's isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic since 1993, the result of a government experiment gone wrong, tunneled into the Black Hills of South Dakota, prehistoric life forms reanimated by necromancy, larger-than-life personalities driven by inhuman desires, space aliens controlling your thoughts from the foot of your bed, a secret channel on television that generates seemingly random noises, radiation from beyond the galaxy terrifying children and pets, Proceed to the shelter at the coordinates that will be given shortly. Follow the shopping cart with the flashing blue light. Once again, that's Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic at isthistomorrow.com since 1993. Hey man, how you doing? Is this Cheetah Chrome? Yes, it is. <laughs> What's up, Cheetah? So welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut right to the chase, Barry. There I you mean, go. We're talking about because uh, we held off on this. We didn't, we didn't drop this last week. Yeah, Cheetah. To be honest, I was thinking, is Cheetah gonna show up? So I didn't. We like, didn't, <laughs> we were, we were like gonna wait to, to say it. Oh, so you know, so you, nobody even knows what I'm gonna be. Oh, yeah. it's a surprise. No, it's but be a our surprise. very special guest. We're talking about Rocket from the Tombs with Mr. Cheetah Chrome himself. Welcome, Cheetah. To the, Good morning, folks. How you doing? <laughs> All right, man. It's great to talk to you. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say, how do how do I know Cheetah Chrome? That's right. Uh, t- two years ago, we had a thing. Uh, it was called Miami Punk Rock High, and Richard Shelter, who is this, is a really good friend of mine and uh, a, a promoter. Am I? Yeah, mine he's too. a great friend. Oh well, yeah, Cheetah. I mean, he's a great. He, he's a good friend because like. 30 years ago, uh, Richard Shelter uh, did shows. He brought a lot of bands down to Miami, and he was doing the uh, the Dead Boys were doing. You guys yeah. were doing your yeah. reunion tour. This was uh, this was 1987, mm-hmm. and you guys were supposed to come down and play at the Cameo in Miami. And you were yeah. you were in Atlanta. You were kind of stuck in Atlanta, and you didn't think you'd be able to make it down here. And Richard said, "No, uh, you guys are playing <laughs> yeah. this fucking show." So we flew you guys down. He he. he, he he set you guys up with a backline and everything, and he yeah. and he put you guys up with somewhere to stay, and you guys ended up coming down and playing in Miami. So, so cut to 30 years later, we're doing this Miami punk rock high, and Richard says, "Hey, Cheetah, you know, would you come down and do? We're doing this uh, this reunion show, and it would mean a lot if you came." And she just said, "Yeah, what the fuck, I'll come." <laughs> and uh, and my band I, at the time, I was in a band, Shark Belly Sisters, and Richard said, "Well, you guys are going to back up Cheetah Chrome," and I'm like, "Really, seriously?" And so we. Uh, and I just want to say, Cheetah, that was, I mean, it was a big, it was, all of us in the band were like, it was like kind of a big deal, especially getting together oh. <laughs> to, to rehearse, like the rehearsal, oh, the rehearsal was almost more fun than the actual show just because you, and, uh, and, and one thing I noticed right away was that you, because I had no idea how you were going to be, like you were just going to come and like go through the motions. Chuck Berry, right? <laughs> I didn't know. Well, yeah. But, just start playing and not tell you the key. No, but one yeah, thing, exactly. one <laughs> thing, Cheetah was serious. I mean, we went, we just, we set him up. I, I got him like an SG to use, and we we stead and we went through Sonic Reducer. We're playing fucking Sonic Reducer with Cheetah Chrome, and we finish it. And he goes, he goes, all right, not bad. Let's let's do it again, a little slower. He gave us some little <laughs> notes, a little slower. Do this, and I could tell he was taking it seriously. Like you knew, like yeah. you're you're not the kind of guy. Like now, we should say that the Dead Boys. 40 years, you're basically uh, celebrating 40 years of uh, Young, Loud, and Snotty, and you and, yeah. uh, you and original drummer Johnny Blitz are, are, are touring the world, and you, you still bring it every night, Cheetah. I will say, you, you didn't phone it in. I mean, you came, the, sh- the show was like unbelievable. It was great. I'm guessing pacing is important. <sighs> well, yeah, that's what I'll tell you. It's very important these days, especially. But yeah, yeah. you gotta. You know, the schedule we've got, like we try not to have, we try not to take too many days off. Yeah. You know, but sometimes, you know, you have to, obviously. But yeah. uh, 
But we do like, we'll do like seven to seven or 10 days in a row and then take a day off or two or two days off and then go right back out again. Right. And that helps, that helps because the more you got to get down, go home and relax and then you go back, you got to get your momentum back up again, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, you got to be very strategic about how your breaks are and not get too many of them and not make them too long. But it, we've got it down pretty good right now. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you got a grade besides it's you and Johnny, which I, I would say it was genius of you getting uh, uh, Johnny, um, Johnny Blitz back in there because you got someone crankier than you on tour. So at least you know you won't be the crankiest <laughs> yeah, right? guy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you got Jake Hout, a great man. This he, he, he I can't say enough about that guy, Jake. He, he oh, does is he great? He I does a great Jake. job. And uh, you got that J- Jason Kotwitz, who was also kind of yeah. cranky too. And um, <laughs> Ricky Rat <laughs> and Ricky Rat, who's awesome from uh, Detroit. Oh, he's the guy. He's such. Yeah, he's, he's he's a great guy. He's such a good guy. And and you guys he killed is, it because you came back like a year later. You guys you came back with the band. And I like to think Cheetah, yeah. even if it's not true, you could tell me it's true that us backing you up and we played. We kind of we kind of got Here you hyped go. up to play right two years ago. But because th- I noticed after that you just started. That's when you basically uh, started things up and like really moved and started. Lie to him, Cheetah. Just tell him whatever just, he wants to hear. <laughs> tell me. Wait, now what? No, what was the question? I couldn't get. I I'm saying, I'm saying that you put like us backing you up and doing that show in Miami kind of got your yeah. juices flowing to to play again and to, to play a lot again after. I, f- I feel like your juices got like recharged after that that weekend here. That man. Well, I don't know. I I had also been doing. I had also done South by Southwest with the Dead Boys a month before that. You did. That's oh, yeah. right. You did. <laughs> so there <laughs> but, goes, there but goes us, your theory, but, Rob. But playing with us though, really. <laughs> Oh uh, never mind. <laughs> no, but it, it was okay, great. No, no, you feel, I'm sorry. It was you. Yeah. Thank that you. That's it. all I was asking yeah. for, Tina. No, but uh, just yeah. You, but you guys are are bringing it. I'll, I'll tell you the tour. You, you're you're starting again. I saw in 2019 U.S. tour starts May 22nd in San Diego. I saw. I saw. Yeah. And uh, and then you're doing Europe. You're doing a European leg June 14th. I think you start. Yeah. So like June 14th. So. so. To the end of the months, whatever. Yeah, so I'm, but I'm just telling anyone if you have any doubt, yeah. go see this because these guys are not phoning it at all. At yeah, all. the videos. I mean, you can watch them. You can see stuff on YouTube that people have shot, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys it's are great. Bring, yeah, they're bringing you know, it. Every I post night. videos all the time. If you go to the Facebook page, Young uh, Dead Boys, Young Lads, ninety to forty, there's a bunch of videos up there. That's you know, it. But yeah, we're. Um, you know, I'm having fun. This band's already been together almost as long as the original. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? You know? Yeah. All right. Isn't but- it weird? But it's the truth. <laughs> it is. I know. I know. It is true. It's been All like right. two years already. And it's, um, you know, the, I'm really happy with it because we have kind of the same dynamic. I mean, it's, you know, we're all nuts and it's we have you know we can be very dysfunctional at times oh yeah yeah but we get on stage and it's all great that's it well that's it oh believe when you came down the year after with these guys you look like you you were ready to kill all of them but uh but 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 like you said you kind of bring that onto the stage and you guys just tear it up and it's great (laughs) (laughs) all right but we're not here to talk about any of that we're here to talk about before all that that's right uh we're here to talk about rocket from the tombs that's right okay which is yeah which is it's like it's crazy uh, when you think about. Still, a lot of people don't know much about Rocket from the Tombs. Well, I think that I think people who know know. I mean, you know, once you if you start investigating the Dead Boys and like when you're a teenager, you yeah. know, you start investigating Perubu and you're gonna read Cream magazine, you're gonna read Roxine or some of that. Right, right. You're gonna you'll hear about uh, you'll you hear about Rock from the Tombs. It's not like you could get any of the stuff then. Right. Like, well, yeah, it was a while. So you know. yeah, basically, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah like, basically there were uh, bootlegs going around. But you guys, the thing about the band yeah. it basically lasted from mid 74 mid 1974 to mid 1975 in cleveland ohio yeah. and you guys never really got to rec- never record anything proper you basically yeah. basically the band split into these two iconic bands right was, they split into the dead Baraboo boys and, and yeah. yeah yeah it's kind of the same thing with uh sonic's rendezvous band fred sonic smith's band because yeah you know that there's like these live shows and you go oh my god this shit's incredible and they just never, he just never got in the studio. They did one, what, one single, you know? Yeah, it's a very single. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's an incredible song, but you yeah. just wish that all that other stuff had managed to get, you know, uh, yeah. documented um, right. properly. So, yeah, I, I agree. Cause I, mean, I thought they were a great band. You know, I played, we played with them one time, and man, it was fun. Yeah, oh, really? You know, they were, they, were fun. they were a great band to watch. 
Um, yeah, I wish. So what was co- know, what was uh, what was it like? Like Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, uh, Cleveland. Paint a picture I mean, for us. 1974 yeah. Cleveland. What was it like? Because it, it, on paper, you guys were like a kind of a crazy, weird band. Because it was like sort of like art. It was part art rock yeah. and part you can't well, even you can't even say punk because it was really well, it was before st- punk. Like you can hear. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Raw, Raw Power came out in '73. And then, you know, so Funhouse 19 was in, what, 70, the first Dugis record. You guys had obviously heard that, and Raw Power definitely bent everybody's ear because, you you know, that influence. But there's, it's not like you guys had that many things to reference with had the same kind of intensity that you guys had. Yeah, well, you know, know, the funny thing was, like, Rock of the Tunes, when it first started off, it was kind of like a parody band. Right. Um, (laughs) With um no seriously, this was before I was yeah no I remember that. reading that people said it was yeah. almost like David Thomas's a uh, joke band yeah and uh, he uh you know he did that he was doing that and it was you know it was funny and it was you know but then he, he kind of got more serious about it. he kind of liked being in a band you know right right, right. and uh, then uh, Peter. And him were talking, and David were talking one night down at the Viking, just you know, totally unrelated because Peter wasn't in the band yet either. Right. Okay. And uh, they started talking about it. And Peter was like, "Well, you know, if you wanted to do a serious show, you know, we could we could jam, you know, whatever." So right. Um, he got you know pretty enthused about the idea pretty quick after they went, did whatever they did, and uh put an ad in the paper, you know, and just a yeah. local plain dealer. And, right. and then, um, what do you call it? I called it up, you know? And, do you remember, uh, like, what were the, what were the bands that they were, like, a lot of times you list, like, if you like, you know, this. Oh, it was the Velvet Underground, the Stooges. Right, right. <laughs> Which yeah. you, you could totally hear. <laughs> right. Maybe yeah. Alice Cooper. I'm not yeah, sure. Right. Right. Oh, uh, well, yeah, right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that totally yeah, makes sense. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for so, sure. So, uh, Peter Loeffner, you're talking about Peter Loeffner. I guess he, yeah. was a, he was a huge Velvet Underground fan, right? Because I actually found, I don't know, Cheetah, have you ever seen this? He was he had a high school band. Uh, I forget the name of it. But Mr. Charlie. That's it, Mr. Charlie. <laughs> and there's a, a video or it's not a video it's like audio of him playing yeah. in high school yeah. uh, waiting for my man <laughs> in, yeah. in high school it's insane right that this this guy yeah. uh, was into that uh, so you know so young but uh, and then David Thomas who by the way now let me ask you then he said he supposedly went by the name what was his name Barry? Crocus Behemoth now what did you yeah. call him did, did you call him David or did you, did you call him Crocus I called him I called him Crocus and it annoyed him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it annoyed him. Yeah. David yeah. now David Thomas seems like someone that could be annoyed easily. Easily, easily annoyed, I think. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> he's like the he's the most notorious interview in in alternative rock journalism. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fun because it was you know it was especially fun then because you know uh, at the time you know he was just doing doing the singing. He was a singer and he was uh, the door guy at the Viking and we. You know, I, we used to think me and Blitz used to think it was fun winding him up. <laughs> he was right. He was this big. All right, so the uh, that was you this know, club he, in uh, in Cleveland, the Viking. Is that where some of this stuff on this on this uh, release was recorded? Is is was it recorded there? No, nothing was recorded at the Viking, but um, you know that was our mainstay gig. You know, right? Uh, and then. After that, we kind of got, we started playing the Agora more. Right. We actually started getting good gigs. You opened for for UFO, right? Did I read that? Which is UFO. We opened for Iron Butterfly. All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. I wonder, I bet they played that song, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) They did. You know? And everybody else is like, no, they have other songs? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So also in the band. (laughs) No, good, good. I know it's funny because uh, uh, Stiv knew the bass player, uh, the new guy, because he um, had gone to high school with him or something like that. Oh, really? And, yeah, so it's funny because we had just met Stiv, and it turns out he was backstage at the Iron Butterfly show, hanging <laughs> <laughs> out with his friend. That's funny. Now, so that was another time we hung out, you know, together. Like when we first met, was at this that show. Right. Wow. So you guys also opened for uh, television at a place called the Piccadilly, right? 
Yeah, no, that was a little ways down the road. That right. was our last gig. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so that's yeah. I'm jumping ahead. No, we had one gig after that. There was one gig after that, but that was no two gigs after that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you 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 guys didn't last that long. You weren't together that no. long. Uh, it was also I just mentioned real quick, uh, Chris uh, uh, Craig Bell on uh, base who went by the name uh, Darwin Lane at that time. Yeah, <laughs> that was his stage name. Right. But you, but you didn't have your stage name. You were still Gene, right? You were Gene. Well, I was just Cheetah. I was just Cheetah. Oh, you were ah, Cheetah. By then, you were Cheetah. You know, okay. but uh, Pete Lofter, of course, always uh, he always had to make a you know Gene Cheetah O'Connor and uh, <laughs> Madman Blitz is like you know no just just say Cheetah. Oh, that's so funny. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't need to talk in quotation marks around my fucking head. <laughs> and you got and, the, uh, and you got you know, Johnny. That, that's just like so Cleveland. It's just like the way you know, the way they do things there. But yeah, <laughs> you know? that's what I was wondering. It seems like you guys, but I, I was wondering, like, was there any scene or did were you guys basically you the, the scene? Because <laughs> it seems like you just were oh. these guys that got together that all kind of liked the same sort of fringe type stuff and stuff a little more out there, you know? But I can't yeah. imagine there was much other people that liked that stuff then. Well, in Cleveland, uh, there was apparently a few more that we thought because, but for the most part, everybody, that they would have the extermination nights of the Viking, which is where it would be like, but it would be us. Like the electric eels, us, the mirrors, you know? Oh, right, right, right. And um, then there'd be another one where there was uh, like Tin Huey. You know, oh, yeah. And, you know, and I yeah. there was like two or three of those. So we shouldn't actually underestimate Cleveland in 74 or 75 that there were a, more interesting people there. Um, because you know that story that Martha Hoople tells? about yeah. Cleveland Rocks. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. nobody, everybody hated the glam shit in England and then they came over and they, they played in Cleveland and everybody just loved it. So that yeah. was how, exactly. You know, and I, mean, I was at that show that, you know, the, and the first show they played there. Oh, I, really? I, I, seen them first, I seen them on the one before. They played, they opened for traffic. Oh. The Allen Theater one time on our when that first Montalupe album was out. That's a great record too. Oh my and, god! Oh yeah, but they played like rock and roll queen for almost a half an hour. Brilliant, <laughs> man. I mean, seriously, they just like tore into that thing and just you know, I guess they didn't want traffic to play. <laughs> but, but, you know. but um, but it was that was a great show. And I mean, every time I saw those guys, they were brilliant, you know. But I, I digress. Um, so the that's cr- all right. All right. So the cool thing, though, is in your short existence, though, you guys put together like a ton of like not just great, not just great songs, classics. but iconic, iconic classic songs. Yeah. It's kind of well, amazing. Well, it was weird because, of, you know, I had stuff that I had been writing and I had been writing any original material with a band, you know? Right. Okay. Um, and... Uh, so when we got, you know, we got together and Pete started, you know, kind of being our musical director. Right, okay. right. He, um, you know, he had a bunch of half-finished songs, and I had, you know, about the same, you know? Okay, right. And so we kind of just started matching our songs up together, you know? Right. Uh-huh. And we were lucky enough to, like, it worked out. Like, we are like, you know, he had lyrics for guys the music right of fun right off the bat, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then the same with David. I mean, David had sets of lyrics, and we were matching them up, and that's how, like, what love is. And, um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, that's all right. We're going to go through the record, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll, go, oh, we'll get a okay. chance we're to. We're going to refresh oh, okay. your memory. Yeah, we're not, we're going to add the music. The music we'll add later. Yeah, we'll I'll go in and add the music in tomorrow. <laughs> we'll refresh your, uh, we'll refresh your memory. We're not as sophisticated. We can't have the music at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, we'll add it after. Yeah. All right, so we start, so the record starts out, which probably, I'm imagining you guys probably started shows a lot with Raw Power, like sort of an instrumental version of Raw Power. Right. Yeah, yeah. So and that was just, um, I don't know why we did that. Uh, <laughs> it's a great song. I, I mean, mean, it's a great know. song. I, know, I never figured out why we did that as an intro, though. Oh, as an intro. We had a reason. Right. Well, right. it's a good level, you know. You got, you got yeah, a song yeah, to set yeah, your yeah, levels. To get the levels. levels. And, you know, 
And you know, stick our heads out, and if nothing got thrown at us, we go ahead. And <laughs> right, right, right. And also, another thing that I didn't actually realize until I was really digging into the record was that uh, David didn't sing all the songs. Like Peter, you and right. Peter sang songs too, right. which I didn't exactly. realize. Oh yeah, yeah, we all sang different songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is really cool. And and it's and it's funny. I, I read just real quick. I know because after. Um, you know, when you when you split the Dead Boys, you got Steve Bader, which is obviously yeah. you know great. Uh, we love Steve Bader, but I read it like he tried. He sort of sang with uh, Rocket like a couple times, and you guys. Yeah, he he was gonna try to um be um. You know, we tried him out, but basically there was a long discussion and agonizing by Peter about David's voice. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. He had people. Basically, you know, there were, they, you know, Peter had his own little group of sycophants sitting around, you know? Oh, right, right. Okay. Right. And then so did David, you know? And they, well, they'd all be, you know, t- t- pushing and talking in their ears, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There'd be people would be like, oh, I used to you know, tell Peter, oh, you should sing, you know, David can't uh, sing. Yeah, right. typical, oh, typical right. band bullshit. Yeah. And the thing was, like, okay, and I mean, it was, Pretty significant because I mean I like David's voice, you know. What I mean, at the right, time, right, yeah, me, I thought me his too. voice was great. Yeah, I thought you know he just needed, uh, you know, it, I thought everything was fine. There was no reason to change anything, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and he definitely, David definitely, like when that that, that first early Perubu stuff, he definitely comes into his own, like as a very distinctive and confident vocalist, you know. Yeah. When that when you hear those first. Ubu singles, you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's, there's no hesitation there. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe with Rocket, he just hadn't, you know, there was a, it's easy well, to he just been, Yeah, he hadn't found his little, little niche yet, you know? Right, yeah. right. And he was a little bit, you know, insecure about it at first, too, you know? Sure. Right. And, you know, it was like over the years, I mean, he has turned that thing into an instrument. I, mean, I, I think he's got his voice is like Elvis or Robert Plant or something like oh, that. You know, you know ex- oh, exactly. He opens his, you know exactly who it is as soon as he starts singing. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just a total instrument. You get, you don't even need lyrics. You can just, you know, <laughs> express right, emotion yep. with just his voice, you know? Right. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, that's a good, good talent to have, and I mean that in the highest, the highest compliment. I oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite singers, you know? yeah, yeah. And he definitely, you could tell, even then, he he like brought it, you could tell he, he would yeah. bring it, you know, he, he wasn't oh, holding yeah, back. Yeah, that, yeah, first time I heard him, I was like, you know, whoa, well, that's different than I was expecting, but at the same then again, it was like, I was like, oh, but that's really like unique and cool, and you exactly. know, exactly, right, and then. You know, that's when we got the lyrics, and his lyrics were so good, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Yeah, his lyrics were great, and um, performing-wise, I mean, just, you know, we were lucky with the whole package worked, you know? Right. Um, all right, so we got uh, So Cold. After Raw Power, we got the song So Cold, which uh, yeah. was written by uh, David and uh, Peter. Yes. And uh, I was wondering, do you... I, I, I gotta think. I mean, I'm wondering, but it's true because he says in the song, uh, I, "I gotta, I gotta close my mind. Gotta be so cold till this bright white heat gonna take its well, toll." You got That's the, gotta be a reference to white light, white white heat. Right? Well, plus you gotta close my mind. Gotta close. You got. I wanna be your dog and white light, white heat kind of seeping through right there in that little in that right. little couplet. Right. Yeah. Although I don't think that was their plan there you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you know you go and listen to you listen to stuff a lot of times you hear a lot of different yeah. records and you and you even you're out you know I do stuff and I think man I'm pretty fucking original and then I go and I hear the thing I stole it from and I'm like oh <laughs> yeah well, I mean, you know I mean the bright white he's just like he was just trying to Right, you know, it's just trying to set a mental picture in your head. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Yep. But, so it's. You know, I would say in that one, he yeah, he, he used the same words, but I don't think it was stealing. Oh, okay. I didn't think stealing. I just thought you know, that I mean, no I one, no one, he, he obviously was very aware of the song by White White Yeah. 
Well, now you couldn't know Peter and not be with her. Oh, right. yeah, 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 definitely. And Lou's, you know? Lou's in no position to complain at this point. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we get uh-huh. to uh, <laughs> so we get to the next song, which is a song "What Love Is," which became a Dead Boy song. But I realized the the lyrics are are um, switched around, different, right? The uh, changed around. Oh, which lyrics. one? What love is? What love is? Right. So that, that um, was basically written by you and uh, and uh, David. But I'm figuring yeah. you, the the music got to be you, right? You came up with that whole riff. Yeah. Thing, right. I yeah. came up with all the music. He came up with the lyrics. Right. And um, what do you call it? I. Uh, and and I remember when, uh, when we played this song. some new lyrics for it. Um, just because, you know, he kind of just didn't want to be singing David's lyrics. Of course. Right, right, yeah. yeah that's you understood, know? yeah. Although David was, well, that was some of them he did, some of them he did. You right, know? right, But right. Sonic Producer, we kept intact. I said, you ain't touching that one, you know? Right, yeah, there's no way to. Now, I got a, I got a question for you about Sonic Producer, because you look up the okay. lyrics, and for for years, yeah, I know I've, got my, I've got my what machine what what machine? I've got my the Sonic producer. Yeah, no, no. When you say I've got my uh, I'm devil, I know you. A devil, it's devil, right? Because it's, that's what you no. say. No, it's not devil machine. What do you say? Doll, D U L L. Oh, that's so funny because yeah, all the lyrics you, are wrong online. They are. They are. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and correct every one of them tomorrow. It's really, it, that's so funny because when we were doing it with you, because Cheetah was singing it, and I didn't realize you sang it on this. You're the one yeah. singing it on this yeah. thing, I, which I never realized till just, yeah. to listening to it, but you're saying dull machine. Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should write that down because we'll forget because we're dull. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty dull. That would be dumb machine, dumb machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I wondered, true. I kind of wondered if it was dumb, but nah, not dumb. No, we got it. Thank you. All my All questions right. answered. That's awesome. Um, all right, so then we oh. get to uh, ain't, ain't It Fun, which is, which is, a, great, which is a great song. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and this is basically you and Peter again, right, uh, doing yeah. Ain't It Fun. And then he sang it. Um, and, and you guys saved it. You, you ended up taking it with um, Dead Boys, but you saved it for your second album. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, but it's such a great song. And I was going to ask you, did, did you... Did you always like? Did Peter play the lead on it back then too? Because I know this yeah. is the one song we. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, because this is the one song that. Yeah, you Peter did. played lead. Um, well, I think we did the same pretty much the way we do it now, where Peter played the lead while he was singing. Right, okay, right. I did the lead and the choruses in the middle. Right. You know? okay. And uh, yeah. I, I also we didn't bring it up yet, but you and Peter both the guitars, the two like dual guitar stuff it's you do great. on this is yeah. great. It's like yeah, it's so fantastic. Good. It's oh, so yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that because, I mean, Peter was a, you know, he was a good guitar player. Yeah, he really was. And we, uh, we used to have, you know, he, he, you know, old Peter could rock and roll, you know, and we were, he actually, after Rockets, you know, like, he was approached about joining the Dead Boys. Oh, really? Oh, really? But he died, he died. Oh, God, he died so tragic, so young. He was like 24. No, he died like after, right after the summer of 77, he died. Right, yeah. 24. He was only 24 years old. Pancreatitis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he lived, uh, yeah, he definitely lived a hard life. And uh, yeah, it's really tragic that he died so young because he was talented. He was a real talented yeah. dude. Um, yeah. And this song is kind of, it's crazy that and he's singing it because the lyrics, um, by the way, the, the lyrics are great in this because it's such like a, a punk attitude because you're singing about how life is fun, but you're, but you're referencing <laughs> yeah. all these things that aren't fun yeah, at no, all. Of course, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> Ain't it fun? But, but the weird thing is that every single thing in that song came true. <sighs> well, and especially when he says, ain't it fun when you, you know when you're going to you know die, you die young. I mean, that's yeah. crazy that he's singing that. You know, you got to buy a gun, you know, you got, you know, this. Right, because he, he was in New York, right? He moved to New York. He was in. in he was there for a little bit. He was only in New York for not that long at all. Like, okay, and he went. Yeah. Okay. Now, l- let me ask you. This song, uh, covered by a lot, but it was it, in your book. Which, by the way, I didn't mention. She has a great autobiography called "A, a, a Dead Boy's Tale." That. Uh, oh, thanks. Uh, that, and you'll oh, be and great. you'll be happy to know that it's impossible to find a bootleg copy <laughs> of your book. <laughs> well, you can get it. Well, you can get. I'm still digital. trying to get. I'm still trying to get it reprinted. But oh, it guys, should because it's, it's really good. But if but if people have a digital like Kindle, you can still get a Kindle version. You can. You can buy yeah. a digital so version. So you can get yeah. the digital. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to yeah. find an actual. But it but it's really good because you're real honest and you actually you tell a story and I don't know if you want to say about when you got 
the uh, check, the royalty check from Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. Record. Uh, do you want to tell what happened to that royalty check? Do you, do you remember in the book what you said? Wait, a what? The royalty check that you got. You got it. Was a pretty substantial check. But you maybe yeah. you maybe got it at not a good time for you to get that much money out. Oh yeah, well, I mean, oh, you mean you just blown a lot of it on drugs? Or? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I, didn't, right. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. 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 yeah, but ironically, that's what Guns N' Roses did with their money as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, so what the hell is just passing along, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That um, but that was a big and how. Just speaking of a uh, sonic producer again, how mad are you at Pearl Jam because they did it, but they did it on a stupid. On, on a like a fan club thing. So what happens with yeah. that? Do you not? Oh, get- there was like there's the only thing you ever got I ever seen that is performance royalties. You know, like when they put um like if they play it live or if it gets played uh, on the radio. So it's not the same thing because they didn't put it like on a proper. No, uh, no. And I mean, I wish they would because I could use, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, my kids go to college, but yeah, I know, um, yeah. Any better, any better if you're no, listening. I don't hold it's not too late. against them for it. They, I mean, they did it, and it with the spirit they did it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, yeah, it's a great well, I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, it's nice. But they did something nice for their fans. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but not so nice for Cheetah, but whatever. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, but still, no. But at the same time, I mean, they, were, they became a very influential band, and they, you know, they, they was very complimentary to have them do my song. You know? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, so, I, wait, it comes up pretty often on this show and you get people that are Pearl Jam haters I gotta say man those guys do have done a lot of really cool covers and you, yeah. and that turns on if somebody's curious about that they go and explore that and they find out about yeah they find out about yeah, uh, <laughs> Rocket from the Tombs or they find out about Dead Boys or they find out about something and so yeah. I appreciate I appreciate that aspect of Pearl Jam yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, I mean, their hearts were in the right place. I think they didn't, they weren't like you know, well, let's do this so Chita can't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> How can no, we no. figure out a way that we can do a song <laughs> without yeah. him getting anything? You know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's just not the way those guys think. I, I mean, they're think all so. really nice guys, and you know, I mean, Jeff Mavis come down and seen you know Rockets when we played up in uh, Missoula, Montana. He came out in snowy. He came out in a blizzard to see us. Did right. he really? That's awesome. You know? right. So it's um, you know I got nothing. You know they've always been you know cool guys when I see them, and they're um, I think their hearts were in the right place. They didn't you know. You didn't mean anything by it, you know. I didn't no. think so. I don't I think just, so. I was just playing a little. All yeah, right, so the so, next one we got Transfusion, which is uh, yeah. Now written, it was. It said it's written by O'Connor, Peter Lofner, yeah. and then this woman Charlotte Pressler. Do who is Charlotte Pressler? That was that's that was Peter's wife, Charlotte. Oh, because I couldn't find much information on her, and I saw she had co-written just a couple songs. Okay, so she was Peter's wife. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Okay, so he got married pretty young. I mean, he was a young guy. Yeah. Okay. And and this and, one's uh, kind of a little different. This one's got more of like sort of a blues, like a punk blues sound to it. Almost Zeppelin, like a yeah, little. Yeah, that was there yeah, some the There's some Zeppelin in that song. Yeah, a little bit, for sure. Well, I wrote the music to that one. No, it's great. It's great. It's, it's We're uh, we've actually tossed around doing that one. <laughs> oh, really? Well, it's got... Yeah, because Rockets never did it live. Oh, right. And me and Blitz, me and Blitz, like, that was one with me, like, me and him brought with us from uh, our own thing we were doing before Rock Four, uh, you know? Yeah, but you guys, you guys would have so, killed it. <laughs> yeah, me and Bliss would love to do that song again, so we might. And this song, and you can't, you can't, it's almost impossible to find the lyrics online, but from what I can make up, the lyrics are pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, I think oh, yeah, it's they're like, great. Yeah, the lyrics are great. So you want your social affairs, you fell face first down a full flight of stairs, so you prick, yeah. so you pricked yourself with a pin, must have been about an inch that you stuck it in, <laughs> uh, but you didn't bleed. Didn't bleed. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah. It's an awesome song. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So, some of you young band out there should take it and cover that song. Maybe that Greta Van Fleet band should cover right. Then you'll, it. Right. As long as you got the publishing. Yeah, but don't put it on. Don't put it on a fan club record. No, put it on a real put record. Put on a real album. All right. I'm glad to Yeah. Cool. No, I think you know. I think the Dead Boys are actually probably going to cover that one. Yeah, There's been you a lot should. of discussion of that one. Oh, good. All right. All right. So next Dead Boys record. All right. And then we get a song that Perubu uh, took. Yeah, Life, that's right. Life uh, we got Life Stinks, which became a Perubu song. Yeah. And definitely, this has got the more. See, the, the cool thing about when you listen to Rocket, it was like 
the weirdo punk and the yeah. and the real heavy yeah, right, yeah. punk right. sort of combined. Right. And it, it's great. <laughs> but this is more, yeah. Life Stinks is more of like the weirdo punk. Now, there's a stuff. version of Life Stinks on that Peter Loftner compilation where it sounds like it's maybe just him, like on, with, with the guitar and a cassette. So is that, I don't know if that's something he did after, or if that's how he brought the song to the band, or if that was just, or if he... Oh, it's the thing. You know, Peter just always was recording something like a cassette. Okay. You know? I mean, he... You know, Peter, every every night he ever went out to his wife, I think, afterwards, he went home and had a hootenanny in his apartment. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. All right. He had, like, a four-track, uh, one of those two, though, real-to-real four-track. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. And he would go home, and he'd start recording stuff on that. Okay. And, um, you know, so there could be many versions. There's like five or six versions of some stuff. Okay. Right, right. And and this is one of the few ones where it's just credited to him writing it, like it was his song. Who's, who's yeah. Who who's playing keyboard on this? Because there's some keyboards on this on this version. Yeah. yeah. Well, I played keyboard. I played keyboard. Did on you the wall. really? Look at you, All Cheetah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. You know, I forgot that Barry another great when when we rehearsed with Cheetah, we were in this little rehearsal studio and we we're taking a little break, and there's like his grand piano there, and Cheetah just like sits down behind oh. the piano and he starts playing this like really pretty piano please and we're wow. all like, we're like oh, do you remember that there's actually some good I took some good pictures I'm gonna post a picture of that on, wow. our, on our Facebook page that's like my uh, my guilty pleasure is that yeah, yeah it's a good thing like to be able to do. We're all looking at each other. Cheetah Chrome is uh, serenading us with some yeah. beautiful piano stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. Well, the keyboard on that, the keyboard on that also adds sort of a um, like a um, like '60s psych punk feel to the song too, where you get yeah. uh, like the Music Machine or one yeah. of those. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on this one, see, they had, we had um, Peter here. Peter had no lace tone organ. Okay. It might have been David. I think it was David actually. And um, they just got that total cheesy, yeah. organ, you know, sound. <laughs> yeah, I used it on "So Cold." And I used it on that. Oh, that yeah. Too, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, because it was, you know, I used to sit on it. I used to do the, the you know, Jerry Lee Lewis parody, trying to play with my feet. <laughs> no, I did. It was, it was quite entertaining live. You Can know? you imagine if they had cell phones then and all the stuff we'd see Cheetah? If they were, oh, yeah. God, you see me have my butt on the keyboard, yeah. <laughs> and always, a, I want to point out that Jerry Lee Lewis, still alive. Oh, yeah. he's still alive, that's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Little Richard's still alive, right? Is he? Yeah, fucking Little Richard's still alive. Mostly I hear, yeah. Well, you know. Cheetah, I'm going to be honest. I, I read your book. It's kind of amazing you're still alive. Yeah, I was, one, I was kind of oh, where God. I was going. <laughs> anyway, now you're still kicking it, though. You look great. And uh, all right, so we get to the next song, a Craig Bell song, which um, Muckraker, the song Muckraker, which yeah, this one yeah. sounds definitely got the more Bowie glam rock sound. Yeah, to it. yeah, yeah, sure. Which yeah. I guess was maybe more of Craig Bell's uh, jam, like his thing, because this is his song. It, it, it's a good song, but it just definitely stands yeah. out from the other stuff. It on does. The, uh, yep. Yeah. Were but we were going, you know, it was. Um, me and Peter were kind of going more like a yards version kind of thing, but right. because. Uh, GG was out at the time. Then. Oh right, right, yeah, because that's definitely. <laughs> so yeah. everybody kept, you know, so kept getting compared to GG. We were actually right. thinking more along the lines of, uh, you know, Jeff Beck or something. Right. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. that's why there's all those guitar solos and battles in there. You know. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're great though. I mean, it's really it's good stuff. And uh, all right, now we get to a classic. Uh, what became a classic Perubu song? Yeah, thirty seconds, uh, 30 seconds over, over Tokyo. Tokyo. Which okay, um, yeah. yeah. Which also, this is the three of you. This is uh, David, you, and Peter Loffner. Well, and, um, there's some contention over that, but um, <laughs> yeah, tell us oh, about that. Oh, is there really? Go ahead, go ahead. Let's see. Well, well, this is um, you know, um, the the main riff, and um. Was what I, I came up with that main opening riff. I knew it. I, I knew that main that opening riff is you. I okay. could tell that's you. That's your style. I could yeah. tell that. Yeah. And um, then the, only, the Peter added, like, basically, he goes, well, he goes, listen to something like, this part, like, waiting for the sun by the door, and that's when he goes, yeah, 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 right, right. And, and so I was, I was like, well, okay. Yeah, it sounded good. You know, and 
Then this I know he's putting his name on a song for throwing fucking two bars of fucking. <laughs> waiting for the sun by the doors on there, you know? Okay. Right. Well, that happens. And, which I mean, that, was, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. But then there was a point where you know, at the end of the, you know, when we left, it was like, what songs do we care about? And a guy was. You know, that was one of the ones I planned on taking with me. Right. Oh, okay. kind of did a sneak on me with that one. Uh, right, right, okay. right. And, you know, and so David was pissed at me because, you know, we put, uh, that's why we, all the guys in the Dead Boys put their names on Sonic Producer for all of them here. Because it was, uh, you know, oh, they're going to start adding names to my song? Well, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. It's like the Chinese rock story. Like, who wrote Chinese yeah. rocks? Was it Dee yeah. Was it Dee Dee? Or was Didi it? Wrote it. Oh, Didi, Didi wrote it. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Thunder did. Well, they're yeah. also, but uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard Hell is in there too, right? Oh, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't it like, wasn't the three of them like, uh, you know? Yeah, but, uh, but the thing is, I mean, Didi actually wrote it. You know? All right, okay. Right, right. But everybody else kind of just, you know, kept changing and, you know. Right, right. Well, this song, I will tell you, this song, 36, this song gives me anxiety, but. In a good uh, way. You know, but I listen me... to the I listen to the Ubu version of the way out here, and it, it is you know it's a fantastic <laughs> song. It is, but the the rave up that you got even on this version, the rave up like halfway through, it just gets that rave up part. It's really good. It's like yeah. fierce. Fantastic. Oh yo yeah. Well, that's supposed to be when they're bombing. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. But that last didn't the last guy just die recently? The last survivor, the last. Oh yeah, of Doolittle's raid. Yeah. Yep. Of the, of the last yeah. guy from Doolittle's raid passed away. I mean. So, uh, what are you using on your guitar? Did, did, did you guys use stuff? Like, did you have effects on your guitar back then? There, there wasn't that much out there then, right? No, and Peter used a Morley pedal. Oh, Morley, um, I remember I remember those Morley. One of the old ones. I mean, they went side to side and up and down. And, they were those you know, big. They were yeah, big, right? Large. Large and close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like you could do like, it was like a volume boost and a, and a wah-wah pedal. Right, and, right. Okay. I remember those, yeah. Yeah, and it was a great thing, but it plugged directly into the wall. It wasn't even a battery. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, there's no way a battery could uh, handle all that. Yeah, and um, no, it was a great it was a great piece of equipment, actually. Uh, we all love that thing. It's probably out there somewhere. Somebody's using it right now. That shit was yeah. built like, it was just built like industrial, you know? Yeah, no, it would have probably last for up to now. Right. So then we sure get because it was a really sturdy freaking pedal. So now we get on the record, sort of a Stones cover, but it's ridiculous. It's, it says Satisfaction, but it's just yeah. like it's like twenty seconds. Yeah, but there's a if you go on YouTube, there's, there's a, a guy that's got the posted the full version. I'm guessing uh, you guys okay. didn't put it on the record, so you don't have to pay the Stones money. Is that probably? Yeah, it's probably yeah. smart. Smart move. Smart yeah. move. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, and now we get to the punk rock, which which I I consider the punk rock national anthem. It is Sonic, yeah, for Sonic sure. Reducer uh, is the punk rock because they're right now. There's probably some shitty horrible punk band playing doing a right. cover of it. Like, getting the right lyrics now, wrong somewhere. Yeah, singing the wrong lyrics. But yeah. but that's the thing about this song. It's so good that even a shitty version of it is still good because it's such a good I, song. I played. Oh, thank you guys. I, I played the Rockets. Rock from the Tombs version. I was playing it in the house, and my wife goes, "She's getting ready to go to bed." And she goes, "God damn it! Now I'm gonna have Sonic Reducer stuck in my head." That's right. It's it is. <laughs> but it's like yeah. it's. To, I don't need anyone. Don't need no mom and dad. It's the ultimate nihilist anthem. Right. It's right, ultimate. Right. You know. <laughs> and now we know. I got my dull machine. I got my dull machine. Got yeah. My electronic yeah. dream. And it's Sonic like Reducer. And it's like I, the easiest song I ever wrote, too. Yeah, right, because it's from the heart. It's like n- no resistance, right? Yeah, I mean, it just came out. David showed me the lyrics, and I sat down and ticked around with it for about three minutes and came back with that. Yeah. Now, why did you, you know, like, how did you guys decide, like, you would, like, for this one, that you would sing it, though? Like, how did, because David, it's actually cool, because he, he he does sing with you. Well, the thing was, the when, they, when Pete decided, you know, they decided to, to um, David couldn't sing, so he tried to <laughs> off for a bit, you know? Oh, they get over it. Was that fucking bad. It was, and I mean, we had to tell, go tell, we had to tell Peter, like, well, you've got to tell, you know, you can sit down and tell him, you know, that if you, that you want him out and you want him to, you know, try another singer, you know? Yeah. Wow. And put him on keyboards and saxophone or whatever, and which is what he was doing then after that. Which oh, is that's right. Cool he too. played some saxophone okay. too, yeah. Right. Yeah, but, um, 
you know, I I wasn't really happy about it. You know, right, I yeah. liked I liked his voice, and yeah, you know, Stiff at the time, you know, was still really developing as a singer, and it wasn't. We hadn't even had a chance to work on it, and you know, I liked the way Stiff was, but he was just wasn't. It was more of a distraction than anything getting him in the band. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. At, at that time, at that time, yeah. Yeah, at that time. And me and Stu wanted to play together. We jammed together all the time away from, you know, the band. Right, right. right. You know, but, um, you know, until a bit, but, uh, you know, he kept wanting me to quit. And I was just like, for some reason, I said, I can't, I got to finish, I got to see it through to the end. Yeah, you know? I gotta, right, yeah. But that's cool. That's one thing I got to say with you, Cheetah. You're definitely a a loyal guy because you definitely. Well, it, it, it's like heartbreaking in your book. You could tell Stiv was like your uh, best friend, like one of your best friends. Yeah. And, and, like to lose. Oh yeah. Uh, well, he, these yeah he was my best friend. Yeah. But he, right. But even like someone like David, like you, you like you didn't even afterwards. Even though he kind of be really hard to work with and everything, but you still, when you guys got back together, you did that uh, reunion, that rocket redux, which is really awesome, by the way. There's some great, yeah, it's great. stuff on there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and you had um, uh, who played guitar? Who replaced Peter in that? Um, that was uh, Richard, Richard Lloyd. Richard Lloyd, Lloyd right? Yeah. Which, uh, so yep. th- there's some great stuff on that, and yeah, yeah. So you're. A I was gonna that. say last night I was um, you know sitting at home watching videos on YouTube, and I watched. I was you know I, I just put you put Steve Bader's in, and I was you know looking yeah. through watching different videos and saw some live footage I hadn't seen before some Dead Boys footage that was I had never seen before up there from the 70s oh, okay. yeah might want to yeah. dig around on there somebody's put <laughs> some up but also yeah. there's um Iggy Pop's tribute to oh yeah yeah talking very, to Steve's parents like they're yeah, videotaping they're very nice. It, yeah, he's like break, he like breaks down. It's really intense. Yeah. It's really really heartfelt. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is really sort of you know, this is very personal. Yeah, yeah. no, it was very nice. I mean, I was, I was really happy he did that. You know. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, we're trying to get Iggy. You know, Iggy, Iggy lives down here, in Miami, but we're, we're trying to get him on the show. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get Iggy. Yeah. Iggy, if you're listening, come on. We'll we'll do a record. You could pick a record. God, we'll come to you. God knows what. What do you think he would pick? What, what would Iggy? What, what record would Iggy want to talk about? I don't even know. Sinatra. Probably like some obscure <laughs> blues record or something. <laughs> Never gonna kill myself again, which became which what became. Uh, uh, a call with the meat in your mouth, the right? Dead boys. Exactly. I will admit, I like never. I think I like. I'm never going to kill myself again. Better as a thing than call with the meat in your mouth. But, but call with the meat in your mouth is definitely. Tell you the truth, I mean, I like it a lot too. I like both versions, but the lyrics right. on that are great. They, they're <laughs> great, and but a lot of people really like meat in your mouth too. I know that became a, that was actually a really popular Dead Boys. Song. You just gotta call with your meat, the meat in your mouth. You gotta sort of <laughs> carefully screen the audience, whoever's around, before you're gonna play that one. Or you get yeah. you get an earful. But this song, it's just that riff, that that down, and yeah, I don't know. That's such yeah. a good riff. It's like yeah. you can't, you, yeah. know, you can do anything with that riff. It's and fantastic. It's great. I love that song. Yeah. But the lyrics, though, never gonna kill myself, are really good. You know. Well, it's hard to tell. You're singing that, and Cheetah, I will tell you, it's almost impossible. Besides, when you say. I'm never going to kill myself again. It's almost impossible to know. Yeah, well, that was all the... Thank God we had that one mic, you know? Right. (laughs) All right, so now we get to Final Solution, which is... uh, Another another nihilist anthem. Right, another... Yeah. And this version, I really... This this version is, like, so primal. Yeah. It's, like, a real primal... And now, this version on here, I think, is live. It's, like, at a play... Is it a live... I think it's a live version. I just... I'm trying to picture like a, a, a you know, a, a club, you guys playing this and, and what people Yeah, in 75 thinking. or 70, yeah, probably 75. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, the, the Piccadilly that we played, that was some of that recording stuff is from, is, um, was a big cavernous place, you know? Right. Yeah, it was like a whole, it was a penthouse of a... A bar of a hotel. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, because it actually but, adds to the recording of it because you hear the the room that it's played in a big room and just right. that bump, bump, bump. The yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah. it's right. really good. Yeah. Uh, and there's a television live. There's a record tele, recording of television set from that from that gig as well. That the picket yeah. And it's a much better recording. And I'm wondering whether somebody out there, whoever has that television recording, has got your set as well and it just hasn't surfaced and it's it sounds like uh, it's somebody with a really nice recording 
setup has recorded the because I was also listening to that this afternoon and sort of puzzling about oh I wonder if there's a much more uh, you know high fidelity version of uh, Rocket from the Tomb set out there lurking. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> they were probably like, "Fuck it, don't waste the tape on these guys. Wait for television." Yeah, because we are. No, we are. We have had. We would have used it because Frank, um, when Smallville, you know, got the to go ahead to do that record, right? Um, yeah, it would have been whatever the best quality thing ha- you had. Yeah. yeah, what I mean is that maybe it's under somebody's bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, well, no, they've been they've been searching under the beds for the rocket <laughs> yeah. stuff for ages now. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. great that it's great that this was able to come out and people are well. Able my to hear my pal Mike Costick found the velvet the the velvet underground acetate under Maureen Tucker's bed. Dug yeah. that one out. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> fucking under her bed and, and no sleeve. It was just like that, just sitting there in a wow. pile of shit. Speaking, yeah. speaking of the Velvet Underground, we come to the version, a really good version of Foggy, Foggy Notion. Notion. Where did you guys? Foggy Notion, how did yeah. you guys? How did you cover that? Because that wasn't released then. It wasn't out. Yeah, it was just like somebody must have given you a cassette. What happened was, um, believe it or not, Peter and Craig or somebody had been at the, the LaCov show. Okay. In Cleveland. Very okay. famous show. All right. And um, what do you call it? They uh, had either taped it or oh, basically just kind of uh, remembered. Nah, I bet they taped it. <laughs> That's what it is. I bet they had. I bet they taped the show. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they had the whole thing down, you know? Yeah, like Quine, like Robert Quine at the Matrix. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that's a, yeah, this is a, Quine, he was around back then. I mean, Quine was, you know, a great guy. He, uh, yeah, you know, he was pretty cool, cool dude to have, you know, to hang out with. He was very much a musicologist. And, yeah, uh, I owe, know, I owe, I owe him a lot of debt with my guitar playing. I gotta say, whenever yeah. I, yeah, you play a certain note and you go, well, that's that's Robert Quine that I just yeah. stole from right there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you guys, uh, yeah, you guys. It's a great version of it, and with the, you guys both doing the dual guitar stuff throughout, it's uh, yeah. it's really good, yeah. really good, fun version of it. Um, and now we get to my, one of my favorite songs ever, right. uh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Lofner song "Amphetamine," uh, yeah, which is such a good song. And and this is this is a good version, but I'll tell you, I'm gonna, and I'm not just kissing your ass. And believe me, when I say I'm not kissing Cheetah's ass, I'm not because when he was here, he was nice, but he was also very mean to me at times. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not kissing his ass. Just so you know, Cheetah, people, <laughs> yeah. Rob has been very mean to people too. So uh, he he's just, yeah, he yeah. can oh, give yeah. as good as he gets. He was a little cranky, but <laughs> but but your but the version of this on the rocket redux, which uh, Smogvale put out in 2004, with you singing. Yeah, I like that one too. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. really good. It's the it's such a good version of it. It's like it's beautiful, and it's just your your singing. Just it's yeah, this song brings me to tears because it's just like it's like a haunting song, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, well, you know, Peter couldn't sing it, so I kind of was had <laughs> to put it down for posterity. You yeah, know? Right. yeah, but yeah. You, but it, but it's great. It's a great. Definitely, everyone should uh, check that out and listen to that. Yeah, because but there there is a another on that. Take the guitar player for a ride. There's record. a Peter, yeah. there's another version, but it's really it's really long and it's kind of meandering. Like it, the, right, the yeah, arrangement, it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's the, like it's he's demoing it. You know, or he's it's like, more of a demo. Yeah. With it. yeah. Um, well, Pete was kind of a long, meandering kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something I've wondered about the lyrics. I don't know if you're going to know this or not, but the, the when he says, I took the kid down to the Harbor Inn, but the yeah. cops wouldn't let them in. What is he talking about there? Um, well, back uh, then we were in a band. Uh, after rehearsals, um, sometimes we'd go down, go down to the Harbor Inn to have a drink. And um, the Harbor Inn was 21 and over. Oh, okay. okay. So it's just And that. I was the kid. Oh, really? I was only 18. You uh, remember, I was only 18 when I was in Rock and Tomb. Damn. But he's used to being turned away. He's going to show them one fine day. <laughs> and you did it, Cheetah. You showed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I showed those bastards. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Oh, just man, a, that's so awesome just to a, know that. Just a point of order. There's no harbor in Cleveland either, right? <laughs> well, there's a huge harbor. Really? On the yes. is it on the river? What? Is there no, it's a, on the lake? On the wh- Cleveland's on the lake. Which one? 
my geography Lake sucks. Erie? Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and, great, uh, you got a D, Barry. Yeah, you got I got a D in geography. geography. It looks like you're. It looks like the ocean in Cleveland. I've lived in oh, Florida. On, I got okay. I've lived in Florida almost all my life. Hold on so. one second. Hold on. Good. Good. Oh, what's the, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, all right, we're up to Read It and Weep, which is a Craig, another Craig Bell song, uh, which is a decent song, but like I said, his songs definitely had a different flavor for me. You know, it just, they, they, you could tell they're his songs, you know, they're a little different. Yep. Yeah, we, well, we always try to hit Try for different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you all succeeded, right. definitely. All right. Uh, and then you get the song... <laughs> 17, which uh, Peter wrote, and again, you said Peter wrote it, but you sang it, uh, the song 17. And uh, so it's just like Peter wrote it, but why did, like, how would you decide, well, you're going to sing this one? Well, maybe Do you remember? He, I think um, he's, yeah. I don't remember why, because Peter <laughs> sang it. Well, basically, we, after the after stuff, we went back, right? Yeah. And we, we kind of had to divvy up songs. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? And because um, with first Sip was going to sing all the songs, but then right. when he didn't, you know, it wasn't one that David could sing, and Peter for some reason didn't want to. Oh, okay, okay. And so, I so basically they went to the you know me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you get it out of your. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song yeah. though. I like I like Seventeen and and. Uh, Sex Pistols had a song 17, but in 1977. So I don't know if yeah, maybe they right. heard this bootleg, but yeah. it's probably it's a pretty common song. That is <laughs> when you when you look up 17, you find like there's like all these different yeah. songs by these like young. Well, girls you picked stuff. you picked a number that's more acceptable than 13, like the Big Star song, which you go, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll get you 13, huh? Yeah. Well, now, boy, you're getting some trouble about that. 17 is too. You get too low. You got to go for 19. <laughs> yeah, go for 19. <laughs> She's 19 years old, got ways just like yep. a baby child. All right, so we get to... 18 and a half. <laughs> frustration, uh, frustration was written by uh, Chris and uh, and Peter. That's Craig, yeah. Yeah, and this is a good, this is a good rocker. And this, I, we didn't, we didn't, we don't mention Johnny enough. Johnny Medansky, but of course we know him as Johnny yeah. Blitz. He, he's he got some great uh, drumming in this song. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh yeah, he's, he's great. he hasn't changed a bit either. I mean, he's still, he hasn't. No, he still brings it. Like I said, cranky as all as you'd ever want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah, it's great. He's still great. And this song, yeah, it's got some cool uh, tempo. Like it changes tempo a couple times, which is really cool. So uh, yeah, yeah. You guys, that was Craig. And Craig was just um, frustration. Was he had that? That was why it's called frustration because that riff he was having problems getting it. Oh, uh, okay, 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 that makes sense. And. Um, so that's how the song is basically about how frustrated he got trying to write that song. <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, and then we get, uh, we got Down in Flames, which also became a, became a great uh, Dead Boy song. And they yeah. basically, so basically, I did, uh, David's saying Scared Boy in this, right? Scared Boy running scared. And you guys just. No, you, it's you, Dead Boy. It's Dead, dead boy. boy. Yeah. Is it, it's does dead he boy. say Dead Boy too? Yeah, He's not saying Scared Boy? Yeah, that's where we got the name from. Uh, oh, oh, are you serious? You got it from the, this song, Down in Flames? Yeah. Uh, yeah, come on, Rob. I, I figured don't know. that what out. What the hell do I know? Yeah, we were, I figured that out. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we were having problems finding a name. And, you know, Stiv one day was shaving, came in the room and goes, uh, he goes, Cheetah, I go, what? He goes, Dead Boys. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> I knew exactly what he meant when he said it, too. And I was like, yes, that's perfect. You know? right. It is. And you guys, because yeah. you guys were uh, Frankenstein for a minute, right? But but that, but that aren't you glad you didn't yeah. keep Frankenstein? <laughs> that would have been terrible. <laughs> Yeah, for a minute we were Frankenstein. Yeah, no, that's not a good name. Dead Boys is much better than Frankenstein. We've all been in bands yeah. that had names that we would rather forget, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and that, but that was actually from the character in Death Race 2000, which most people didn't realize. Uh, oh, really? Uh, okay. So it was, uh, you know, that was that was our inspiration there. We just thought it was kind of funny because we were made of parts from all these different bands. You know, uh, okay. I didn't realize that movie was that was that old. Went back. Oh there, yeah, I remember yeah. that as it's a kid. Hey, 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 no, just watch it there. <laughs> well, no, it's from like '74, '75, something like Believe that. Believe me, yeah, Cheetah, yeah. we're, we're very happy to have a guest on us that's older than me. Yeah, and Barry. we're very. Yeah. Happy. 
Because <laughs> we, we can't find many. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That when I was in junior high school, that movie was very much a subject of discussion. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Good, yeah, it is great. And then, all right, so then, and you end this this record uh, ends with Search and Destroy. You guys covering Search and Destroy, which I'm guessing also maybe you guys close yeah. sets a lot with that. Ended yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, which is a kick-ass song, of course. It is. Yeah, that was- you know, just basically we needed another song, and we loved that one. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know? but I, I, you could really—that's what I like. Listen to this, whatever you guys are all going for it, like a hundred percent on this song. You could hear, like, oh yeah, uh, playing it. Well, oh, you yeah. gotta, yeah, you're not gonna. How can you if you play "Search and Destroy" half half? Ha- you can't half. What's wrong with right? you, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a bunch of other things. Um, we had uh, other covers that we did that didn't get on there. You know, one was a uh, Roxy Music uh, remake remodel. Oh, really? Yeah, we did a version of that. I oh, that I'd love good. to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have any tape, more tapes floating around out there? Some, no, some... There's, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, the thing is, between Frank, you know, from Osseri, uh looking for the stuff, for the rocket stuff, which he finally found, there was also, he scoured every place for the Peter stuff. Right, right. yeah, he right. out the box set, and I mean, he has looked everywhere for anything remotely, you know, yeah. that has Peter on it or whatever. And I mean, it's, it's, it's finally down to where there's like nothing anymore yeah. to look for. Right. You know? Yeah. All right, man. So, so we we got through the whole record in one piece. <laughs> All right, man. Huh? Oh man, Cheetah, I can't thank you enough. It was like so exciting oh, pleasure, for man. me and Barry to have you on was. the show. And uh, it I was- just realized I'm wearing my Miami punk rock high t shirt. Are you really? You did I, it. Admit you did it on purpose. Come on, admit. <laughs> <laughs> you I love us, Cheetah. Without even looking at it. That's there like, you go. That's great. Good. That's awesome. Man, well, thanks again. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks again for everything. Yeah. Thanks for being Thank on the show. Much. And thanks for being awesome. And don't forget, everyone, you're listening. Uh, the Dead Boys coming to your town, man. They're, they're touring uh, a lot this year. And don't miss it. Go out and see it. Well, God, don't miss it because those guys aren't getting any younger, especially uh, yeah. Judah and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Johnny. But oh. no, <laughs> but no, you guys, you guys bring it. You guys bring it every night. Uh, you don't half-ass it, and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Well, thank you, man. All right, I appreciate Cheetah. that. All right, thanks. all right, guys. All right, thanks, thanks so again. much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Excellent. All right, all right so uh, Rob, uh, who we got next week? Do you remember? Um, I, I don't actually. I'm still uh, on. A, I'm still on. A, Cheetah Chrome a, high on a sugar high from Cheetah Chrome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but tell me, Barry. Oh we wait, have, no, I do. We got we this have is three time loser. Our first. I was gonna say our first three time loser, and we're gonna say his name right this time though. Steve Mitchner. Mitchner of Mitchin or Mitchner. Mitchner. Yes. We're gonna go the, with the Mitch Miller pronunciation. The number one fan of the band Monochrome set. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like a stalker. Stalker. <laughs> Yeah, but, but we, we love Steve. Steve is was a great guest talking about uh, Jonathan Richmond, Modern Lovers. Yeah, and Steve has played in some amazing bands. He, yes, and he played. He was in the Volcano Sons. He brought the whole Big Dipper on the show to discuss their uh, major label Epic yes. Slam on so, Epic uh, Records. Yeah, one of I'm our really, highest, most listened to episodes. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy to and have he's him. Talk for about a the third awesome time. Monochrome set. Who are if you're if you're an American and you haven't heard the monochrome set they're incredible they're, they're great incredible. but i will fully admit i never heard anything by them until I they're so it, they're great. so british it's just frightening they're very but british, yes. it's also very very good so next week we're talking about um a compilation of their singles vcb volume one uh the monochrome set with uh steve mitchner that's of great Big dipper and Don't- we we you know what we haven't been talking about either is our Patreon. Yes. Oh, please, everyone. We, we thank you so much for listening. But if you could just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, you could actually become a patron of the show. It's very reasonable. You could, for $1 a month, you could be supporters of the show and feel better about yourself and we'll feel better. So uh, definitely do that. But either way, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share, uh, share the episodes, right. tell people about us. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cause we we're available it. on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. Wherever you listen to your, your right stupid, there on, uh, the true crime podcast, right on SoundCloud, <laughs> you can listen to us. So yeah. we very much appreciate it. And we are out. That record got me high is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. That's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the absurdities taking place at the Azoro News Channel. Characters such as George Kleenex 
weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, radio personality Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro, and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear, in his smelly, itchy costume, will entertain the ever-living shit out of you so that you are doubled up with laughter, collapsed beneath your desk, paralyzed, unable to move. You will be slain comically, but you'll recover. That's Is This Tomorrow at isthistomorrow.com. Yeah.